Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Hoff. That is right, my friends. A little bit longer than usual to jump on the microphone here this morning. It's good to be here. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Thoughts, questions, opinions, feedback. Yes, of course. Adoration and praise always accepted at that email address. Again, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. You can also join our online community, community community.ToddHuffShow.com. It's free to join. We're going to be looking very seriously. I've mentioned this for a while now about uh, looking very seriously at having a private screening of 2,000 mules. 2,000 mules. There will be a ticket. We have to pay royalties on the documentary. But if you're interested in that, it won't be it won't be very much. And it also, I think, will be less than you can see it elsewhere because that's the kind of guy I am. What you would do is, if you're interested, text the word mules, M-U-L-E-S, to 317-210-2830. Text the word MULES, M-U-L-E-S, for 2,000 mules. Text that to 317-210-2830, and it is, again, good to be here. I want to start. There's a couple things, of course, vying for our attention here, as as usual, right? I mean, this is the way that it typically goes, um, especially now. That's what I want to start on here. We're, we're going to start with... Biden's announcement yesterday, Biden calling on Congress to suspend the federal gas tax for summer months. Now, 90 days. I just want, I just want to point this out. The timing just so coincidentally fits pretty well between now and and election day because we look we're, by the time this would get done what are we looking at july so we get july august september and of course you know we get to september either they're going to uh well they'll probably extend it they're not they're not going to let it go up when people are filling in their absentee ballots and early voting and all that stuff that with that we can rest assured of it just fits nice and neat right in there with the election time so that we're supposed to believe that Biden and the Democrats are saving America from an excessive burden on, well, taxes on gas. They're doing every that, That's the picture they want to paint. They're trying to paint the picture that says this is this situation we have with high, not even high, economically paralyzing numbers at the gas pump. They want you to think this is nothing that the government has done. They want you to think this is simply, you know, the markets and it's Putin's war and all these other things. And, of course, it's insulting to our intelligence. I mean, Putin's war has been going on. The Ukraine-Russia conflict war has been going on since, what, February? Um, It doesn't take 
Just go back. Go back and look on your own. I know many of you have done this. Many of you know this already. If you don't, if you haven't looked at this, just just go back and look. Look at gas prices, um, average gas prices, and get a just Google a history. Now, as far as I know, Google's not scrubbed that yet, but I don't I don't put it past them completely. But just go back and look. It didn't start going up in February when Putin attacked Ukraine. It didn't it didn't do that. It started before then, but quite a bit before then, I'll add. It didn't doesn't mean that that did not impact it. That's not accurate. Look, I'm trying to be forthcoming and candid with you. I don't want to mislead you or to to tell you things that are not accurate. I'll leave that up to politicians, in particular the radical left and the professional deceivers in the media. I'm here to help get to truth. That's what I care about. I care about truth. And I care about conservative principles and Christian values. And so we have this this announcement yesterday. There's some sound bites here that we're going to get to. But I want to go through this briefly. I want to go through this briefly, and I've decided to talk about this before the Safer Communities Act, the gun legislation and the problems that exist with that. We touched on that briefly yesterday. I want to get back. I plan on touching on both of these today, time, time permitting. Um, but this suspension of gas gasoline tax, I want to go through this. I know numbers are challenging over the radio and over podcast. Now, I want to share something, and I this is something for those of you who listen um, at Red, on Red State Talk Radio. I owe you a bit of an apology because I oftentimes um, will mention the, the podcast audience or the audience that's listening on the radio uh, in Indianapolis on Freedom 95, and there will be other markets that were, in fact, I'm chomping at the bit to tell you about that. I just can't quite do it yet, but there's a couple of markets that will be expanding into soon as well, God willing. And so I'm I'm excited to say it, but I don't I don't enough recognize those of you listening on on Red State Talk Radio. And there's a lot of you. There's a lot of you. That station has has grown. I know Scott a little bit over there and he's uh, I mean grown the station I would say very significantly. So I know many of you if you're listening on Red State Talk Radio. Sometimes if you're listening to internet radio, you might you know, you might be on your phone. You might be sitting at a computer um, where you can jot down stuff. So I I just thought of that as I was, you know, numbers if you're driving, if you're listening on the way to work or whatever, um, or if you're listening to the podcast and you're doing what I do when I would listen to music or whatever, say exercising or working outside or whatever, then it becomes a little tricky. But we're going to go through some numbers. I'm going to keep it as simple as we can because I want to illustrate I want to illustrate some things here um, first of all I pointed out the timing right 90 days it's it's going to line up by the time this is all said and done it's going to line up nicely with election day and again the point is going to be the talking point that Kareen uh, well she, by the way she is honestly I you know Jin Saki was a terrible press secretary, but she wasn't Corrine Jean-Pierre, I, as I've said before, just she can't do the job. I, I don't think part I just think that she really doesn't want to have to do the dirty work. I don't think she can look these people in the eye 
and pull off the kind of stuff that Jen Psaki did. Again, I'm reminded of George Costanza in Seinfeld. I mean, you have to have that mindset, the George Costanza mindset, where he says, Jerry, it's not really a lie if you believe it. And Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre does not believe what she's saying. It is obvious if you've watched any of those things. I'm not saying Jin Saki did, but she played some judo mind tricks on herself so that she could pull it off a lot better. But anyway, some of these things that they are trying to do through the spokesperson, through Biden himself, which we'll have some sound bites, uh, time permitting on, on that as well, is to frame this election in a way that has, of course, that has the Democrat Party being the, what, the superhero, the Republicans being the villain, and someone else, some other external factors causing these problems, either the Republicans and their policies or capitalism and free markets and so forth, they won't take blame. And so they have to, they absolutely have to make it look like they're doing everything in their power. And so that's what this is. They've made a strategic decision. They made a strategic decision that, that says, hey, let's repeal a tax. Temporarily. They love every tax that they can possibly impose on the American people. But we are now down to brass tacks. We are now where the rubber meets the road. They are going to have. They are going. They can't escape. No matter what they do now, the price of gasoline, the price of diesel is not going to. If it, if it goes down, it's going to be tiny. And I, I tend to believe it's going to go up. Maybe, I hope, I hope I'm wrong on this, but maybe significantly. You've seen some of these predictive uh, predictions on, on prices. I don't even want to utter them on the, on the air here this morning. But that is, they know that that's going to be their election day. So they've accepted that fact, right? That This is analogous to back when, Trump became president. Remember, at first, they screamed at the universe. They, they still was a group that screamed at the universe. There's still going to be a group that blames big oil, and I want to go through some of that again today with the numbers. There's still going to be a group that denies reality and you know says ridiculously crazy things, but they've accepted it. Just like at some point when Trump became president in 2016, um, they accepted it. In fact, Nath, uh, Maxine Waters and some of the other leftists got together and said, hey, he's going to be president. Let's go ahead and start talking about impeaching him. And on literally, it was a day 11, I think, we have Congress people openly calling for the impeachment of the president who normally has a, has a honeymoon period for at least a couple of months. That never happened with Trump. Anyway, but it's analogous in the sense that once they come to realization that the reality is, in the case of 2016, Trump's the president, and the reality now, gas pump, gas prices are going to be very, very high uh, in election season. And so they have to go into the mode of how do we deflect? How do we make it look like it's not our fault? So we're going to throw everything up to and including the kitchen sink at this. <laughs> but again, not not real solutions. It's, it's things that make it look like... Um, something is that they're doing something of substance. Now, there's a lot of people who are out there saying this is not a good a good idea to suspend the the federal gas tax. I don't subscribe to that idea. Um <laughs> because I I think that well, we, we Americans are taxed into oblivion. In a sane world, 
in a sane world, uh, spending would be cut as well, not just, you know, not just the revenue that's coming in, but spending as well. So that's where there's disconnect. They're going to continue to increase spending but decrease taxes, which, of course, is going to lead to even more of a deficit and increase our debt even more. But the bottom line is the federal gas tax is 18.4 cents. That's on gasoline. Now, diesel, now when you think diesel, think groceries, think deliveries of, you know, virtually anything that needs to be sold in the consumer goods marketplace, I guess, whether it's groceries, whether it's T-shirts and hats, whether it's car parts. I mean, take your pick. These things all come on vehicles that operate on diesel. And if it's food, there's the additional phase before that where it's being planted by a tractor that runs on diesel. It's being take maintained. The crop is being maintained by tractors and equipment that run on diesel. It's being harvested by tractors and equipment that run on diesel. And then it's being shipped from the fields to the first point in the processing line to the market where people can buy this and begin to, you know, put the crop into whatever product and so forth that they're going to use it for. All those additional steps, diesel, 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 diesel. But diesel tax, the federal tax, is 24.4 cents. And so Biden came out yesterday and says he wants Congress to suspend this for 90 days. So the first thing that I think everyone needs to realize and accept is that this is a political play of desperation. That's how I see this. Um, Remember, politicians always look at how their handling of an issue will make people respond to them. They don't even really think. I, I think it's more common that politicians think that way than they think. There's, there's exceptions to the rule. But most politicians don't think that this is the right thing. This will be, you know, take pressure off the consumer. If that was the case, we would have done a lot of other things sooner. There would have been a lot of other actions that had been taken by the government to remove bureaucratic red tape, to do everything they can to help these uh, oil companies increase the speed of exploration or, you know, shortcut the, you know, leases, maybe, maybe even cut the costs of leases or only charge on the lease if they strike oil, something creative like that, instead of, simply saying, well, we've got a bunch of open leases out there and the oil companies don't want them. Now it, now they realize that they have to somehow, they in particular, the Democrat Party, they have to account for this. They're going to have to put on some sort of performance. And right now, the narrative they're going to go with, and I think this is going to stick through Election Day, is that it's the evil oil companies who are making all the money and, you know, we can't control them. You know, the Republicans are stopping us from really doing what needs to be done and to put a windfall profits tax on their earnings and so forth. And so we're going to do the next best thing. We're going to go ahead and cut off the federal government's money. We don't want to do it. it you know, it's going to create problems down the road. But got, by golly, we care about you so much, American consumer, here in election season, that we are going to do this so that it gets your vote I. I mean, makes it less expensive for you at the pump. And then, um, 
you know, that's, that's, that's the optics that they want from this. But we went through a little bit of this the other day. I want to do it again. And I want to ask the question, who, who is it? Who, who are the biggest profiteers off of gas? Who is it? And I, I've got some, look, if you're a Republican in the state of Indiana today, I, I mean, and you're, and you're in office, uh, look, the, the bottom line is you're responsible for what we're dealing with here uh, locally. Incredibly high taxes on, on gasoline and some things that were done recently that made that even higher than usual. And this is all states, but I want to go through the numbers. You know, these, these oil, big oil corporations who I'm not defending, making 8% profit, actually for delivering a product to market, what's the, what's the amount of profit that governments are making for doing darn diddly nothing? We're going to go through these numbers. So that's why I say we're going to go through numbers today just to kind of hit. They're going to be estimates because some of these numbers are impossible to find. I would say deliberately so, by the way. They don't want you to know what they're making. They want to blame somebody else. This is the, the way that it works. I also want to point out before I get into this, you can only find, if you find any data, it's it's a year or two or three old, right? Some things, I think 2018 was some of the most recent data. Um, you have to approximate and guess based upon previous year's data a couple of times. But you don't have to do that with oil companies' profits. You know why? Because they are required by law to give quarterly reports, publicly traded companies. The government, the government, what do they do? They they don't have a clue. They didn't produce anything. They create the obstacle. They add to the cost. They make it more difficult. They they directly and indirectly are responsible for the lion's share of what we're dealing with, the policies that can be traced back to individual names. And there's lots of names and they Go across both parties, if I dare say that myself. It's predominantly, it's let's say this, it's it's all the leftist policies and all the left, all the Democrats. It is some or maybe even most of the Republicans as well. I'm it this just sickens me. It really does. This sickens me. And the lack of concern over this, the lack of proactive thinking, this this sort of thing. For those of you who are entrepreneurs, if you ran your business the way that government has been handling this particular crisis, you would be out of business. If we did not have to pay taxes to the government or you know, adhere to their rules and dictates, we would have said, to heck with these idiots. <laughs> to heck with this stupid crap a long time ago, right? If people had choice. And I'm not, I'm not calling for an over... I'm just saying, I'm simply saying that if we had the choice to not follow this stupid system and all these additional taxes and so forth that we're going to go through and all this profiteering, all this profiteering at the hands of government, and while they sit there and point the fingers at corporations who actually deliver the stuff to you, make a much less percentage um, profit, of course, they should actually be profiting. And again, I'm not saying there shouldn't be any taxes, but this is ridiculous and, uh, and excessive. No matter how you slice it, I'm going to go through it when we get back. Quick timeout is in order. Sit tight, my friends. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, 
my friends talking about Biden and his request, his demands that Congress eliminate, well, not eliminate, no, no, we don't want to eliminate the tax. <laughs> we want to, he wants to put a 90-day freeze on it, which just just coincidentally, just coincidentally happens to align pretty close with the next uh, election cycle here. Just happens, it just totally unrelated information. 90 days, of course, is going to take us through July, August, and September. I can't, again, I can't imagine them putting the gas tax back on in October in the weeks leading up to the election. So that's what they're going to do. And it's coincidentally, I mean, it's not planned. No, no, I'm not indicating anything of that sort at all. Simply telling you it's a heck of a coincidence that they want to do 90 days. Anyway, so let's let's look at taxes. I mentioned off the top, if we if there's a freezing, I guess, of the federal tax on gasoline, that's 18.4 cents. If there is a freezing of the federal tax on diesel, that's 24.4 cents. So on average, again, I know numbers are difficult. On, on the radio, on podcast, 369 millions of gasoline are purchased each day in the United States. That was as of 2021. Now, that was still kind of partially still coming out of COVID, even though demand was ramping up. But just based upon that, that's about, that's a little shy of $70 million in federal taxes per day. And then per year, it comes out to about almost $25 billion billion in revenue. Now, the most gas that it ever, I guess, well, how do I say this? The the most consumption of gasoline in American history. Again, I only have data through 20, I guess we have it through 21, but it was uh, 2018, averaged 392 million gallons of gasoline that was consumed or purchased every day. If, based upon those numbers, the federal government would, over the course of 12 months, generate revenues of just over $26 billion, $26.3 billion with the B dollars. So basically, we're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of $24.5 to $26.5 billion with the B dollars. That's federal. That's just federal. And that's just taking gasoline tax. So some of that's diesel. So there's, you know... It's going to be slightly higher. I don't know the percentages, but so we're probably looking at the higher, you know, 26 billion range, let's just say. On top of that, though, so those are the taxes that Biden is saying, let's temporarily freeze those. In my state, and I, this is just Indiana, everybody's state is different. In Indiana, there is a sales tax and there is a license tax in that is that is placed into the gasoline, cost of gasoline, the price that you pay at the pump. And the sales tax is calculated from the previous month. And so July's taxes were just calculated. So June's taxes are 20, I think it was 24 cents a gallon sales tax plus the 33 cents a gallon license tax, 57 cents is the total state taxes on a gallon of gas today, just a gasoline. This isn't, uh, I think, well, I say that. I, I don't I have to look at diesel. I'm talking gasoline here. It's going to go up five cents 
in July. Total taxes taxes in July in Indiana. I'm just sharing my state, so there's 49 others to 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 pick from here. But 62 cents will be the state taxes in July. So based on the 62 cent gallon per gallon tax, which is what we're going to see here in the next week or so, um, that is a close to five million, four point eight million dollars a day in revenue for the state. If that is amortized over the course of 12 months, that's one a little bit more than 1.7 billion with a B dollars, 1.7 billion dollars. So that's remember that's only one state. Uh, you multiply that by 50 and you can see again, I don't know if I think Indiana's higher with some of these taxes than other states. There's some that are very low. Uh, there's some that are even higher. But if, if Indiana was average, you can say 50 states times, I mean, we're getting close. I mean, we're probably in the 80 on the low side to 100 on the high side, billion dollars. And again, people want to blame everything on, on big oil. First quarter, big oil profited 35 billion. The, well, the top five profited 35 billion. Shell was at nine. Exxon was about nine. The federal government was six to six and a half because, again, I can't tell you exact numbers because these companies will give us exact numbers. The federal government, nah, they don't have any. They just, they're just accountable to you. This is what they think about being accountable to the taxpayer. This, by the way, I should point out, I'm referencing an article at the Center for American Progress. Chevron, BP both profited six and a half, or roughly six to six and a half billion ConocoPhillips 4.3 billion. So, federal government was right in there, profited more than three of the top, right at, you know, right in the middle of that curve, if you will, right at the average. And if you look at the total of all the states for the quarter, all 50 states, we're looking somewhere in the neighborhood of 16 to maybe close to $21 billion. So, they would have been the single greatest. Uh, source of profiteering, right? Profiteering. They want to talk windfall tax. And again, I'm not defending necessarily big oil, but I am defending free markets. I am defending free markets. To think that Shell is considered some evil corporation for profiting $9 billion in the first quarter. And we're just supposed to... It, it, I guess if Shell is evil at $9 billion, then by just doing simple math... States are twice as evil because they profited about twice as much. And maybe if you want to do the complete math, you might have to say even more so because they didn't do anything for it. Nothing. They didn't do anything for this. The companies did. The market did. So they're at least twice as evil. And when you factor in that if they didn't do anything, you probably can come up with a number that's 100 times <laughs> as, as evil as Rush Limbaugh used to say, as the as corporations here. I just wanted to point this out. I think I think seeing your gas go down about twenty cents is gonna be I mean it's gonna be noticeable, right? I mean it will be noticeable. It's it's not gonna be if this goes through, which I have no reason to think it won't, but if this if this goes through, people are gonna it's gonna be noticeable. And that and keep in mind that is just federal. So here in Indiana, different states are talking different things. Some states have talked about this. Some of them may already have done this. I don't suspend their, their local taxes. I don't know if that's been the case or not. I know some have, have discussed it because I've read about it. Um, here in Indiana, they don't want to suspend it 
Instead, they want to give some sort of a tax credit or something. Governor Holcomb has been talking about that. But anyway, this is where we are. And I want to play some sound bites from Biden in his announcement yesterday. In fact, he's, it's inconsistent at best. Inconsistent at best, which of course should not be surprising. But again, this is all about posturing. This is all about the election. This is all about making the issue about anything besides what their policies have created for the average American, which is a dumpster fire in this country, absolute havoc, inflation out the wazoo. So they want to say, oh, we care so much. We care so much we're going to take 18 cents a gallon off, which, again, I, I'm not against it. Some people are. Some people are, and they're talking about how infrastructure is affected. I'm over here scratching my head thinking, why do we have to pass an infrastructure bill, a trillion-dollar infrastructure, quote-unquote, bill, and then we, where's this money going? Right? I mean, to me, none of this adds up. But again, it's all about posturing. It's all about, it's all about trying to change the narrative heading into the heart of the election season. So they don't think that you're smart enough to figure this out. They don't. They don't think we're smart enough. They think that we're a bunch of dunces and that we're just going to say, wow, they care so much. They care all right. They care about getting reelected and maintaining power over the American people. Quick time out, my friend. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So talking about this, uh, I don't know, speech announcement, this situation with the gas tax that Biden is uh, asking Congress to freeze, I guess, or suspend, if that's the correct word, the gas tax for, what is it, uh, 90 days, which again, just ever so coincidentally happens to line up with the election time frame. I mean, it is a crazy, crazy thing. I mean, I, sometimes I feel embarrassed to tell you that I actually think that people are being um, political opportunists when the fact is, I mean, there's no way that's political opportunity. That's just... That's just really good timing for the American people, I guess, and for politicians. Anyway, so let's listen to Biden here um, stumbling. <laughs> he's not on his bike, so that's that's a good thing. But he's he's standing at the podium. I'm teasing. Take it easy, leftists. I know when you tune in, just take it easy. But um, this is Biden making this announcement yesterday. We had a couple of, of sound bites. I just want to kind of play some of this because I'm sure – most of you haven't listened to this because you have probably 9 million other things that would be more beneficial to do. Here it is. Here's the first soundbite. I'd like to uh, talk to you about the actions I'm announcing to bring down gas prices. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> first, today I'm calling on Congress to suspend the federal gas tax for the next 90 days mm -hmm. through the busy summer season, and busy travel season. season. Mm -hmm. Here's what that means. Okay. Every time you go to the gas station to fill your tank, Take those stickers the federal government the charges pump. an 18 cents tax per gallon of gas that you purchase mm -hmm. and a 24 cent tax per gallon of diesel you purchase. Mm -hmm. It's a tax that's been around for 90 years. Mm -hmm. It's been around for 90 years. They're going to get rid of it, at least temporarily, which again, I'm not... Uh, I'm not against this. Some are. Some are against this. I'm not. I'm not against this. Uh, but what's interesting is Biden wants us to believe that it's not about 
production. But if you listen to the, the whole speech or even this series of clips that we have here, you can find out that he's not consistent in this. He's, he's basically, and this is a short clip, but he's saying that um, it's, it's nonsense that he's limiting oil production. But at the same time, if you listen to the full speech, which, of course, we don't have the time, well, the time nor the interest to play this, he is out there saying that the disruption of supply coming from Russia drives up the prices. Well, if the disruption of supply from Russia drives up prices, why would domestic changes of supply not affect prices? I mean, this is beyond basic economics, but this is this is Obama. I said Obama. This is Biden explaining how he hasn't done anything wrong as far as stopping, slowing, affecting negatively the production of oil. Here he is. I know my Republican friends claim we're not producing enough oil and I'm limiting oil production. Quite frankly, that's nonsense. Well, there is a lot of nonsense that went on in the speech. That actually is one part that isn't. It isn't nonsense to blame the primary culprit of supply and demand in a global market on supply of crude and petroleum products. How is that not the most basic fundamental truth of a free market or just just a, a, a free market economy, just a supply and demand economy? Of course, this is precisely how it works. Precisely how it works. And there are things... Every look, I have been consistent on this and fair. It is not a hundred percent fault, uh, Biden's fault, the, the oil or gas prices, but there absolutely are policies, decisions, and not just direct policies and decisions. It's also the things that they stand for. It's also when they come out and they talk about wanting to put an end to an entire industry, big oil, because they want to get rid of that for climate change purposes or whatever. It ha- how it it absolutely has an impact on the executives. It does. It makes them more hesitant. They know they're in this government's crosshairs, metaphorical, of course. They know they're in their crosshairs. They know they the government sees them as a cash cow. They wonder if the government's going to try to limit their profit margins. So they have to be more cautious. They're less optimistic about investing in infrastructure, especially when there's every economist in the world saying we're either in or soon will be in a recession. Why would they invest too much in adding you know, the ability to provide more to the market when there's all those other factors? And see, I say that is the fault of the government and precisely the fault of this administration. Those fears did not exist when President Trump was in office. Regardless of what you think about him, that is an absolutely true statement. Quick time out, my friends. Back in just a minute. Welcome back. I do want to say this idea of suspending, freezing, whatever, the gas tax. Um, I mean, it. you know, there, there's several ways to think about this. The, the, main, the main problem here is government. The main problem here is the total amount of additional cost that the government, and I'm going to include state, local, and federal, um, add to the cost of gasoline. And there, there's a lot of hidden costs, right? I mean, from the, the policies domestically when it comes to 
oil exploration and where people are allowed to drill and explore and all that to cafe standards on vehicles to, my goodness, just energy policies as a whole. Um, those things impact impact the cost, the production of oil. Then we have the direct costs that are added through direct taxation, which we've gone through, which we've pointed out that um, it's not that the insurance, the insurance, the the oil, big oil companies are sitting there just, you know, raking in money hand over fist. They are raking in a lot of money. I'm not saying that they're not, but when you think you have to think about investing as an, uh, getting return on an, the investment as a percentage, and the percentages, the last quarter were higher than average, but not dramatically so. And so the the price is predominantly the cost. And then when you look at the additional cost, if the government's mad at what the oil companies are profiting, and then they are profiting that much themselves, um, then how are they not, and and in some instances, maybe more? And they've done nothing. Again, depending upon how you look at it, there there should be a return on your investment investment if you're actually delivering the good to market. Right, the government. Again, I'm not saying there should be no taxes. I'm just saying that there's a lot of taxes directly on the cost of gasoline. There's a lot of taxes that are indirectly involved in the cost of gasoline because of economic policies and the sorts of things that policies, presidents, congresses can can place upon an economy as far as consumer confidence, confidence of corporations. Um, inflationary purposes, all that stuff plays into this, right? All of it plays into this. And a lot of it falls at the feet of the government. And I'm not just going to say Democrats. I'm going to say predominantly Democrats. I'm going to say definitely Biden. Uh, but not all of this is his, is his fault, but there's a lot of it that is, a lot of it. That is a fair assessment. And to act like it's evil and greedy corporations um, is simply not not anywhere near to the reality that we're dealing with. And you can say that with, with, without saying that the oil companies are some angels. That's not the point. The point is is that the government is certainly not doing us any favors as well. They are contributing, I think, massively to the cost when you factor in all those other things, much, much more so than is than are, I should say, the big oil companies. Quick timeout. Back in just a minute. <laughs> I knew that there was a chance that this would happen. We didn't get into the legislation about, um, well, the gun legislation that is going to be, um, well, working its way through the Senate quickly, by the way, as well. They they moved it quickly already through the, the process here. Uh, the NRA is asking people to call their senators to say, you know, to say not to support this legislation. If you're in Indiana, Senator Todd Young is apparently on board with this. So if you want to call, that might be one to call. I'm out of time, though. We'll talk tomorrow, folks. Have a great day. SDGC then. <laughs>